Folks, we're back. It's a Herbalized podcast in your eardrums once again. Uh, let's get the sponsors set and done. Uh, this episode brought to you, as always, by Dr. Great Dubs. Uh, look, it's outdoor time now. If you're set and ready, you've got to call the doctor, all right? Soil amendments, out the door. You, you can't get enough of that good, good stuff. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're not running at least a weekly or a fortnightly dose of root roids in your soil at the moment, then you got it twisted. And you got to be thinking about that fruit ride soon too. So get on over to Dr. Green Thumbs, www.drgreenthumbs.com.au. Tell them the Herbalize podcast sent you. Scott's going to hook you up. And um, look, regardless of what you get, the, the products speak for themselves. All right. Uh, ask anybody who knows and they will tell you from the super soil to the amendments, uh, the fruit roids, the root roids. It is a phenomenal product and you will see results immediately. So get there and tell them Torty sent you. Uh, and of course, Pops Garden, uh, bringing you the, the, the range of Sunplex CMH uh, lighting. They've got a couple of different outputs there. There's a 315 and a 630. Man, these things are fire. It's the closest thing you will get to the sun without blasting off in a spaceship and getting out into orbit. They also bring the uh, the mega crop range, um, along with 25 years of experience. You can guarantee between the doctor and Pops, they got you covered. Popsgarden.com.au, drgreenthumbs.com.au. Once again, tell them the Herbalize Center and you're good. Uh, coming in off the tune, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner by Black Uhuru. Uh, vocalist at that stage was Michael Rose um, so look yeah it's been a bit of time between drinks and podcasts I know um, and I appreciate all the support and listens as I'm getting back into a slightly more regular release schedule um, this episode here it's it's a, a, a straight audio rip I've done no editing it's from a um, uh, like a live video panel I was uh, invited on a couple of months ago now. Uh, so the, the lady whose show it is, her name is Tara Lee. The show is called Tara Lee Live. And uh, man, she's a crack up. She's um, uh, an older lady. She lives in Texas. Uh, she's a cancer survivor. And um, really her only exposure to cannabis has been since her diagnosis and treatment uh, using cannabis right uh, and, and and other modalities as well uh we, we go into that a little bit um also on the panel is a, a friend of hers a canadian lady by the name of joy um another cancer survivor and cannabis user as well um and then filling out the uh the other side is myself uh, and dan the audiophile who some of you might know from instagram um, dan does a bunch of uh videos and stories he's got a great uh movie online there's links to uh both tara and dan's um profiles on youtube in the episode notes so you can go and explore them at will um so look it does get a little wild at time 
because, uh, as I said, there's four of us in different parts of the world um, talking on a uh, live video stream. This is the audio from that. Uh, but I think you're going to enjoy it. Uh, definitely stay tuned for the outro because I've got some, I've got some news. And yeah, here it is. The Herbalize meets Tara Lee Live. Live in about two seconds. Here we go. Welcome, everyone. This is Tara Lee Live, and we are live on YouTube. And we have an amazing guest panel here tonight, you guys. Let me tell you about this. Oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. We have been taken over by the Aussies again tonight. And I'm sorry if I'm screaming in your ears because I am so excited. We have another awesome Aussie guy joining us tonight. And I am going to have high live for today. She is an awesome gal that is also going to be on my joining us on our guest panel as a regular for now on. So y'all know that she's going to be here hanging with us. And I think uh, JR Token is normally here with us. I think he is off tonight. I don't know. Haven't seen him yet. Uh, so he might be popping in here. But we have Dan the man. And Dan is going to introduce our guest from Australia. So here we go, guys. Go ahead, Dan. Hey, guys. Uh, just want to introduce my Aussie compadre, Tori, from the Herbalize podcast. Tori, take it away, man. Uh, what's going on, guys? Uh, yeah, my name's Tordy, or you might hear me call Herbalize for the duration of this chat that we're having. Dan hollered at me, asked me to come by. I run a pro-cannabis podcast here in Australia. Uh, been doing it for a couple of years now. Uh, I manage Australia's oldest head shop as well here in Melbourne City. So, you know, cannabis is my life. I spend a lot of time traveling around the fine US of A, doing some work over there in uh, California. And um, yeah, I'm here to have a chat. See what's and, going um, on. Yeah, I'm here to have a chat. Awesome! I'm so excited to have you here tonight. I I love the mammoth hat you're representing there. You know right. that is that is a cool hat too. I love the silver on that one. That is a cool. It hat. is. I actually shout out to Colin from Mammoth because uh, he dropped that hat on me. He's a good dude. You know, straight we're we're on the other side of the world, Tara Lee, but the cannabis scene's blowing up here as big as anywhere else. You know unfortunately not from a rec side of things it's a it's the reality is it's a big pharmaceutical thing that's happening here currently but um well i mean look we'll, we'll talk about what just happened in canberra recently which is the australian capital territory that actually passed legislation this week for legalization of cannabis at a very fundamental and basic level but it's a start for rec users in this country um, but as I was saying, you know, pharmaceutical cannabis or medical cannabis is a thing here for the last couple of years now. And, you know, we have some pretty large scale events where we have people from all over the world coming down for, for symposiums, for talks. And, you know, there's a lot of money in it here at the moment for big people. Yeah. And uh -oh. We, we lost our guest we, for a minute there, I think. We lost our guest. Right. There we go. No. He's back. I think that was just yep. a pause. Was that just a pause? We that was. Out? It was a quite poignant pause. Dude. It was a pregnant it, pause. It, 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 I get, and let's give birth to that pause. Um, well, you know what? It's 710 somewhere. We missed it where I have got to take a hit because, you know, I, we didn't go live right at 4, at four o'clock because, well, guys, I lost power. and My email was out, and now I've got to take a nap. 
Can this we? Is yeah. a problem. Let's blaze. Yeah. Let's blaze one for the the nation. Let's blaze up. Uh, and let's Australian, welcome everybody in chat. Australian capital, Canberra is set to legalize uh, recreational, personal yeah, recreational so use. Let's blaze one up for Canberra, Australia. The first, uh, hopefully, of many states to, I don't know, sort of accept weed. Yeah, I mean, Australia's twisted. I don't know how much you guys have gone over this previously or what you guys know about it, but, you know, medicinal cannabis came through two and a half, three years ago now. And, yeah, it, it just immediately, like, when we say medicinal cannabis, you guys have an immediate image that is just wrong. It's, it's nothing like anything you've seen in, in the States or in Canada. Um, I think just now patients are starting to get access to some flour, but for the most <laughs> part, it's, it's like laboratory derived synthetic cannabinoids. Um, so tablets, and, and it's not coming from whole plant. It's legit being synthesized. Although I think that has changed and is changing. There's something like 20 odd legit grow operations around the country now that are producing medicinal pharmaceutical cannabis. Uh, but in the current market, it all seems to be just sort of being stored and nothing's being done with it. It's getting easier for patients to find access. Um, but that being said, you, you, on the ground in Australia with access to actual flowers, I reckon you could probably say less than 50 people. I think that, um, I mean, I'm an advocate rather than an activist for cannabis and I advocate self-knowledge and, and teach a man to fish and he'll, you know, that no. sort of concept. And, and although I think it's important that people like the safety of the doctors, if there's one thing that all of us can, most of us, if not all of us can say about doctors recommendations for, for how we deal with pain in our Western society, it's pretty fucking distrusting and disgusting. Um, and they've chosen the wrong, in my opinion, the wrong substances and they enforce you and tell you to take it. What's weird is people want to have that same safety net with cannabis and medicinal cannabis. They think that it's super dangerous and they need the doctor to tell them that it's, is that medical weed? Fuck me. It's all medical. <laughs> it's all medical. Every single strain of cannabis can be medicinal and every single strain of cannabis can be recreational. Well, it's the same. you know, that brings up a really good point with all of our viewers. And tonight we were talking earlier, how many people out there, really believe that cannabis is made for medicinal uses. Like even if they're recreational believers, they all, everybody I think out there believes that it's for medicinal purposes. I, I would have to say, well, don't you guys here on the panel? I mean, don't you guys agree? Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I, I just 100% believe that. And everybody in chat seems to say, Hey, you're by, how you doing blazing? Thanks for coming by tonight. Washington we reviews. What's up everybody lost. Ah, how are you white feather grow? What's up everybody. Thanks for joining us tonight. If you have not heard, this is our friend herbalized. 
He is coming in from Australia. He's actually been out in NorCal, guys. So he knows uh, our area and what we're coming up against and what we're doing. And so I, I really like to hear that a little bit more about the Australia growing and, you know, what what is there big things that you see that are huge differences or what do you want to talk about? Well, look, for the last 10 or 15 years in Australia, the, the cannabis that's been produced bulk, and look, it's a black market. So the bulk of it's been produced by, you know, people that are just in it for money. There's There's been no love. So a rampant use of PGRs has been a standard throughout most Australian cannabis for a long time. I would say the last three years, but probably even the last five or six years, thanks largely to places like America and California, um, you know, awareness has changed. The, I mean, me and Dan were saying earlier before, you know, it's been a seller's market forever and it's now becoming a buyer's market and, and the awareness is out there. And I think there's a lot more people doing their own thing at home. You know, the idea of teaching a man to fish, you know, there, there are a lot of guys that are just taking it out of the black market's hands and bringing it into their own bedrooms, you know, with little setups and doing their own little thing. And there's, there's some phenomenal cannabis grown in this country. I've been lucky enough to participate in a few underground cannabis cups here as either a judge um, for edibles, concentrates and for flowers as well. And, you know, I've, I've, I've smoked amazing cannabis all across the world and Australia's top grade cannabis holds up for sure. Um, you know, I'm, I'm wearing the mammoth hat. If you want to grow quality weed, wherever you are in the world, you use quality products. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you look in most growers shelves, you might peek over the back there. There's, you know, there's some quality products here available all, all around the country. And there's some great stuff made by Australians as well. Awesome. Very cool. I got, um, I got put on to Torty, the Herbalize podcast. I got put on to Torty from a, a, a guy I met when I was filming at the Hemp Expo, uh, Scotty, who runs Dr. Green Thumbs. Um, Dr. Green yeah, big Thumbs. up to Scotty. He's a legend. Yeah, man. Um, he, he's like our, our, our Aussie who's really pushing for regenerative, uh, naturally grown I mean, he, he wants to step away from a lot of the bottles and away from a lot of the uh, <coughs> synthetic methods of production. And, um, and yeah, that's, that's how me and Herbalize met. Um, and that, to me, is important on a worldwide level, not just as, a, as an Australian. And it's one of the reasons why I wanted to mention it is that just because we're in the middle of fucking nowhere, completely on our own, doesn't mean there's not dudes really pushing it to the limit, doing the right thing on a on a worldwide level. Um, yeah, what do you what would you say to that? <laughs> yeah, man, a hundred percent. From from quality grown cannabis to like exceptionally well produced concentrates, you know, it's on par with anywhere. Um, it's just not as prolific and as available. Um, but I mean, look getting caught with hash in this country is like getting caught with heroin still, you know, like you're in trouble. <laughs> um, but, but the times are changing and that's, that's a, a good sign of things. I think, um, you know, the idea of, of what's happened in Canberra. And so Canberra is, uh, 
is, is, is our Washington, if you like. Okay, it's a, it's a small territory inside a state. It's our capital territory. It's where Parliament House is. Um, so population-wise, it's, it's very small. Um, but they just recently passed legislation which allows for 50 grams of dried material per household two plants not allowed to be cultivated indoors um there's there's words to hydroponics and not being allowed so i guess they're kind of targeting soil as being a medium um <laughs> i mean anybody who hears that math straight away will be like well who can how can you grow have two plants and only produce 50 grams of dried material Right, so already there's conflicting things going on. And then Canberra itself is swarming with federal police. So federal police aren't beholden to, to new state legislation, right? You're breaking a federal law, just like in the States, right? You're breaking a federal law. So, you know, this is a, an exploratory time for legislation for cannabis in Australia. I think they're trialing it for three years. Um, and I think we'll see it move around the country from there. New South Wales will probably happen next. Um, and then, you know, maybe by the time we get to Victoria, where I live, the state that I live, it'll be a little bit more comprehensive in terms of how much material, maybe a few more plants, and maybe the idea of, of indoor cultivation will, will get onto the table as well. Um, but look, Australia is... Um, you know, we're tucked away, like Dan said, but, you know, there's, you know, people like uh, Neville Shoemaker, he, he's an, an Aussie, man, he's a cannabis legend, you know, so we've, we've had genetics in this country for a long, long time. Do you think that um, it will be a... Okay, a so wait, so can, can we, can, you say legend, okay, and I say I'm new. Yeah. Literally high... I know has no idea who you just named Neville. Now I know a little bit because I've done my research on seeds and I love hazes. So yep, that's yep. why I know. So please yep. explain a little bit of Neville and where he comes from. If you could do that and being an Australian, that would be really cool. Yeah. So in a nutshell, and I've probably pronounced his surname wrong, but Neville Shoemaker, Shoemaker, he, he was an Aussie guy uh, to Dutch parents. Um, and yeah, like he, he engineered hazes. So, you, you know, you've got him to thank for, for all those delicious strains that you like, ultimately. And look, in a nutshell, he was being watched here. He was cultivating here and he got into trouble. He managed to escape authorities and get over to Holland, um, where he kind of lived out his life, um, producing amazing cannabis strains and stuff like that. There's legends of him having popped back up in Australia uh, historically through times. Um, but he passed away earlier this year, sadly. Um, but yeah, he, he was a massive contributor to cannabis genetics worldwide. Thank you for mentioning that. And that's what's so cool about this because it's bringing us together right now. Haze is like one of my favorite. I'm smoking on Super Lemon Haze tonight. Yeah. Um, and so it's so cool, like connecting because here I am in Washington state and we're connecting clear across the world right now. Um, and Hayes is bringing us together. So cheers to you, Neville out there, man. I love the Hayes. Yep. That's cheers, right. Cheers everyone tonight. So Thanks for tuning in to chat guys. If you have any questions, please direct them to Dan or I and go ahead, Dan. So, 
So if 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 he's the Hayes dude, does that mean that he also influenced Jimi Hendrix? I have no idea. No, no, no I feel Hendrix is prior to him. Okay, that so was a that was an acid reference. I think the Purple Haze was an acid they were dropping back then. I'm not acid? sure about that one. But was acid? I think so. I feel that's back in the '60s. I feel like Purple Haze. I feel like that's an acid reference, but I, I don't know, dude. That ain't my wheelhouse. High is nodding her head like she like she feels like that might be right. It's acid high? You think it's it's acid? Tell yeah. Me. Yeah. Sorry, I was muted and I couldn't <laughs> work my microphone. Um, yes, <clears throat> purple haze. It was it had nothing to do with weed at all. It had to do with more LSD style stuff. <laughs> I'm I'm a child of I'm a child of that era. So glad you said something. I would have had no clue. There, thanks for schooling me tonight. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I've done my share of uh, acid in my day, <laughs> back when I was young and foolish. That's the time to do it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, speaking of, uh, speaking of other stuff, like uh, something I would like to touch on, and we have some people in our chat that have really been uh, touched by some of the conversations we've been having about opioids and the crisis that people are dealing with in different countries and getting off those and how to use cannabis. And, and I, you know, if you would like to touch on any of that or anything that you feel like is going on in your country, I really don't feel like it's just your country and our country specific. I think it's worldwide. It is a worldwide issue. And I think we're starting to see in, in places around the world where cannabis legalization is coming in or recreational use is coming in, is a decline in those problems, but there's still big, big problems. And here in Australia, I mean, ice and heroin are the two, the two kind of epidemic drugs, right? And I think ice is basically what you guys call meth, right? Um, and yeah, I mean, cannabis is so helpful and the potential for its use and even going beyond that and going into just plant-based therapies, right? It doesn't have to be cannabis. Things like ayahuasca, um, ibogaine, you know, the DMT, rich plants, psilocybin, rich plants are being explored <laughs> now much to a greater degree than they ever have been before. I love, <laughs> love that you're talking all medicines. So please continue because I have just started microdosing myself yeah. and I am, I really am thinking it's helping, but yeah. So what else? Yeah. Psilocybin. Yes. I just yeah. started with yeah. golden teachers yeah. because that's yeah, what I, I was able to have access to. <clears throat> yeah. The, the idea of microdosing is becoming huge now, you know, it's and way more acceptable, but the results that people are having in parts of the world for, for curing heroin addiction, <laughs> alcohol addiction as well, with things like ibogaine, with things like ayahuasca ceremonies, is it, it can't be denied, right? And now there's like research going into um, into ecstasy, MDMA, right? So it's it's really starting, and cannabis was a big part of creating this shift. You know the taboos were so firmly set in place 
And once we saw, once the more conservative people were able to see that, you know, the sky didn't fall, the, the ground didn't open up, yeah, life just pretty much went on as normal in all these parts of the world where cannabis has become friendly. Um, and, you know, so that's kind of opened the door to, to people going, well, let's take the next step. Yeah, and ultimately it's all going to be super beneficial. Australia, like I said, has a, has a terrible epidemic with ice users and things like that, but there's no real, <coughs> it's kind of swept under the rug, don't you think, Dan, really? There's no real uh, approach being taken. I think um, because we don't see that there's a junkie in all of us, I think we look at drug addicts real differently. And it's like, man, unless you're real hardcore with your food, you still are addicted. Unless you're good with your gambling, you're still addicted. Unless you're good with your, what you watch and you're not just watching entertainment, but you're watching some education as well, you're still addicted. So yeah. just because, because like, you know, I've got great real close friends that I love that just eat horribly and they eat all the nasty foods and it's no different. They're going to die just in the same negative way from the same horrible diseases. <coughs> what I like about cannabis is the variety of it is so vast that I've had problems decades ago on, on substances. I've actually had, when I was a kid, I found it very difficult to stop using crystal meth. Um, and I mean, cannabis helped in it. I was just like, look, I'll just smoke weed. I committed. I was like, yeah, I'm going to smoke weed. That's going to be my thing. I don't need that other shit. Cause we have to admit to ourselves that unfortunately we all have something. We just have something and that's okay. But cannabis is, is, is relatively, relatively healthy in every way. And the fact that there's such a variety of it is like, you say to the drug addict, look, if you could have a different fucking strain of pot that was super powerful every single time, every single day, you know, would you, would that get you off meth? Most of them would say yes. I don't know. I would. I did. A lot, I've spoken to other friends that have been addicted to meth, that someone that's still addicted to meth. And yes, if he had access, he said, you know, take a, take a, take a word of a drug addict as far as you want. But I asked him, hey man, if you had like 20 different strains that you could smoke that you grew yourself and you just had unlimited amounts, would that get you off meth? He's like, yep, absolutely. I don't know. Well, I think the, the other side of this like is, you know, where in a, in a black market, you know, cannabis users are exposed to other drugs, you know, like the, the plug you go to, Oh, what's that? That's some of that fresh. Oh, look at that stretch. It's got gooey. Um, that's, pr that's probably her super lemon haze that she's showing you. Right. Looks all right. No, actually, uh, hi, this is not, this is actually wreckage. This is wreckage that I grew last year. I'm not uh, crazy about the smell, but it, you know, it's, it's nice. It's got oh, a lot. Oh, shut up. You've got it. Just, just, just. Goo, but I can't complain. It looks edible. It, is, <laughs> um, yeah. just, it does, eh? You could eat it and no one would know. Should I just scoop it in there? <laughs> oh, I don't know about it, man. <laughs> All but right. I, Go ahead. Sorry. I had, to, I, I had to show you what I was smoking on. Cheers, everybody. Puffing away. Get on it. I, but I do think that's an important thing that 
that the black market, it's an inherent side effect of it that, you know, like as a young kid in Australia, when I wanted to score pot, the guy <laughs> I scored pot off, he sold everything else as well, you know? So in a, in a legal market, in a well-informed market, in a market where it's not taboo to talk about it with your kids, um, you don't expose them to those kind of dangers, you know, at 15, 16 years old, you know, the opportunity to do much harder drugs arrived. And in most instances, I was like, hell yeah, I'll take that. Cause I was a stupid 15 or 16 year old kid and I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and, and fortunately, like it didn't get the worst of me at any point and I managed to keep my shit together. But, you know, I don't, I don't want to think of a world where, you know, my kids might have to do that. I'd like to think they could go to a nice, clean, safe environment, know that the medicine there is nice and safe and, uh, and, and be able to consume it without any thought of persecution. As long as they're over 18. Yeah, man. Look, I think that, yeah. I think that normalizing this plant is a big part of, of a big part of it. Huge. It's not. Um, well, you know, we've, we've only been legal here in Canada for a year. And when it first went legal, <clears throat> my province where I live, we're not, we weren't allowed to grow. They didn't allow certain things. Um, but it's been a year now and they've just changed their mind and now we are allowed to grow so i think that once you open the door a little bit it's gonna start you know yeah. over, you can't deny it at this point i mean it's not you know when, when a major country like canada goes legal the whole country come on you know and now you and then us has got more and more states coming <laughs> on board eventually the world's gonna get out to all the way down under what you know what hi 100 and i want to bring something else another thing that's really super important that hi is joins us on these panels is hi really is the number one consumer that is going in today's dispensaries in the united states in the washington state i know for a fact it's 61 year old women and they're not going in just for them they're going in there for their husbands because their husbands are aching and they're too embarrassed to go in and complain about it or whatever. And they're going in there. The women are the ones that go out and do majority of the shopping. Y'all know they're the older ones. They do. And, and so those are the ones that really need to be here and need to be on YouTube and need to be more exposed to this. And it's important that you guys actually share this with your moms, with your grandmas. And, and it be, it's important that we have this also around kids. It was so cool earlier with Herbalize, we were hanging out and he, he was here and we got to see his little guy. And like, it's so important that families are exposed to this on a whole. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I totally agree. You know, it's, uh, it's really important. And it's, you know, I, I have a never ending battle with my mom, you know, who's probably of a similar generation to high. And she just, you know, cannabis is, it's the devil's weed, you know, it, and to convince her otherwise, I don't know what it's going to take. It's, it's possibly not even doable. Um, so it caused nev never ending conflict between, between us. And it's conflict that's really unnecessary because on one side, you know, she's a proud mother of all the things I've achieved and done and traveled and, and da, 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 da. Um, but then she has this side of her that just can't get over the fact that I consume cannabis as well. Um, 
in her mind, you know, I'm a, I'm a junkie, you know, if I can't go a day without it, then it's ruling me. I'm not ruling it. Um, so uh, it's, it's so important to have people like a conversation and to break down the taboo and not just see people like me and Dan as the face of, of cannabis, you know? So props yeah, the you fuck is wrong with that? that? The fuck is wrong with hey. that? What if that was it? What if it was just you and me and we were the face? That's all I had. That's all I had. We're handsome faces though, Dan, remember? You have very handsome faces, so I wouldn't worry about it. Um, I say this, and you're the same age as my children. Just take that in, you know, just me appreciating a handsome face. Um, getting back on the subject, it was my son who actually got me um, to medicate because I haven't used, I hadn't used uh, cannabis since I was a teenager, really. The odd occasion I would, you know, ask my son for a couple of joints when I would go out and meet with some friends. But on a regular basis, it wasn't until um, I was having all sorts of pain issues because of my cancer treatment. And uh, he said, why don't you try this? And we did. And I haven't looked back. And I haven't yeah. taken any anti-inflammatories in I don't know how long. And I used to live on them. Yeah. And that's a story that you hear again and again and again and again right and mm -hmm. and i mean having the having the environment that supports that from your doctor on up is really important and we're just starting to get that here in australia i mean <coughs> i i had a again to bring it back to my mom which i don't like to do but um we we had a little barney that's australian for fight uh on the phone the other night she'd spoken to a psychiatrist friend of hers who, I don't know how frustrated, man, and I'm paraphrasing here, paraphrasing a paraphrase, but he said something to her along the lines of anybody who's experienced a psychotic episode, if they use cannabis, not necessarily in direct linkage to that usage, um, that's as good as a blood test for saying that they're like positive for mental disorders, right? <coughs> So, so that's some of the old hat, old school thinking that psychiatrists, you know, willingly spout here in Australia. Um, and it's just insane. It boggles the mind. Just for the uh, quick but, for clarity to the audience, the whole, what, what Tordy's talking about is like, if there was, if there was a correlation between mental illness and cannabis use, mental illness would have increased along with the cannabis use, which has skyrocketed and yep. mental health has not. So they're not linked. Yep. And if they are, it's yep. like they're linked like this much. Sorry. Yeah, they're, they're, they're linked to the percentage of people that have a predisposition to mental illness, you know? Like, if that's me, right, it could have happened through cannabis use, through alcohol abuse, or just through hanging out and playing too much PlayStation, you know? The, if, if that disposition is there in a person, it, the potential's there. I and think, I don't think use exacerbates it. No. Look, I think the society we live in now, if you look at it, it's blame culture. It's blame culture. They call it cancel culture, but really people are just blaming others for what they hate in themselves. Oh, he's a sexual deviant. Fucking execute him. Kill his complete career. Oh, he's a racist. Oh, execute him. Kill You know, or... Well, she's a racist, kill him, execute their whole career because they had like three tweets. Like this 
did you see this latest thing in the news? This wonderful dude. He started some um, some charity. He just had a sign that said donate. I think it was like donate. Give me give me a six pack. And it just took took flight. And he ended up getting lots and lots of money. He donates to this this child fund. They find fucking two billion years ago when he was sixteen. He wrote like two kind of racist but not really tweets. And now everyone hates him. And now they but now they don't. But it's like oh, who cares? Who cares? Yeah, man. Fuck I mean, me. that's that's the world we live in. I mean, no, no one on this panel had that stuff when when we were kids, when we were at school. You know, it, it wasn't it wasn't a thing. <laughs> There's a whole generation of people now that like privacy is has a complete different meaning to them than it does to to us. You know. But um, well, speaking of privacy, though, we as Americans are very willing to give up privacy for conveniency. And that has been proven time and time again. That is why Google and that's why Facebook and that's why all those things and all the social media and YouTube's surviving. Look at me. I'm putting my life out on, on YouTube. I'm like, okay with it, right? Like, think about it. Think about what we're doing today. But it's all with the intent. I'm only doing this just to hopefully semi-normalize this with my age and my type and speak out because... I was misguided and misdirected and I was so wrong to judge people that smoked cannabis. I was so wrong to judge that. And, and like, I just want people to be aware. Like I was so, I, I just was so wrong. Like people did, didn't, didn't talk about it around me. Like I was so misguided from the dare children. Right. You know, it was awful. Yeah. Uh, look, you know, and ultimately one of the biggest things that, the, the world, the cannabis world faces is the United Nations, you know, we're still all beholden and to, to legislation that we signed in the 60s that Anslinger wrote in like 100 years ago now. But until the UN changes its stance, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be harder to continue that conversation in some parts of the world and to, to some certain generations and mindsets as well. You can't even say generation now, can you? Because you've got high there loading up her dad rig, right? And then, you know, my mum's coming around later to pick up my son for the afternoon and she would have no idea what you're doing there, you know? So it, it's not a generational thing. It's, it's creeping across all generations, clearly. It's just about more things like this. You know, that's why I started the podcast. It was just to to put more information out there. And, and if it hits with someone, it hits with someone. And, um, and and hopefully it does. Hey, tell us about the podcast. We haven't spoke about it. We've just got onto like fucking hardcore <laughs> topics. <laughs> I know exactly. The whole reason we had him on here was because we wanted to talk to him about his podcast and what he actually does. So please, and I just yeah. shared his Instagram link in the chat, guys. So go, go check Thanks. his Instagram link. And there you go. Go ahead, Herbalized. Yeah, so I guess after having spent a bit of time working in Cali, working on some farms, doing my trimigrancy, um, and coming back to Australia, I went to a 420 picnic here in a park, and, and I saw there was a real scene. Like, there was clouds of smoke in this park in the middle of the city in Melbourne, like inner city. So I saw there was a scene, and I kind of felt that there would be a space for, for a podcast, you know, and I was an avid Joe rogan listener and stuff like that so um that was definitely a part of it and 
I, I got in. I mean, the idea initially was to to try and create as much information around what was happening here in Australia, but it, it grew from that or, or metamorphosis, I guess, pretty quickly and changed to to just being me talking about stuff I enjoy and trying to find as many interesting conversations and interesting people to chat with. And I mean, if you like weed, reggae or you're into jujitsu at all, then there's something in the podcast for you because that's pretty much all I do. So, um, I mean, in terms of guests, it's I've, I've had a really good variety of guests from like professional athletes, <laughs> um, politicians, uh, you know, local cannabis growers, people who <laughs> produce uh, nutrients and things like that here in Australia. Um, and, and from all over the world, you know, uh, it's, um, it took a bit of a break. Um, I got a two year old son. So when my son was born, I had a little bit of time off, but we've recently come back and working in the shop here in the city. So I manage, um, a head shop, basically a head shop where I bought my first bong like 20 something years ago when I was 16 years old. Right. So it, it's been around for a long, long time. And, and that's just opened up a few new avenues um, through suppliers overseas and things like that. So we've had the ability to be able to bring in some people like guys from Ghost Vaporizer. I've got um, the THC check people on the line, which is a, a rad product that's just hit the, park, uh, the market. So you can actually test your edibles, your oils and your flour at home. What? Uh, what was that? Yeah. Uh, let me let me get officially. That, uh, that sounds really cool. I'm very interested. So hey guys, he has like a podcast. Really That's what product. he's talking about. Just so you all know in chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're liking your mammoth pee hat, and we're laughing because we have some people laughing about what we had going last in our show last night. Go check it out, guys. We had some fun in our show last night talking with another Aussie guy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'll check out that tea check thing. I'm just bringing it up. It's yeah, a, that's it's a really phenomenal product that's coming to the market. Um, so, yeah, like I said, lots of cool stuff in the lines, lots of cool episodes to go back and listen to. And there's definitely an Aussie twist to it all, but, um, you know, no matter where you are in the world, I've got people from all over listening. Man, I've I got people from, like, Kenya listening. I've got people from, yeah, I can't even pronounce them. Oh, he's yeah. oh, look at that. Please. Colin, where the hell is my hat, Colin? Because I know you're oh, watching my Colin. show, Colin. Send them out. Damn you, Colin. Yeah. I got no, you know what? I have the new mammoth product though. No, oh, look, the, it's, it's, oh. the the pest control one? Yeah, I have <laughs> Yeah, how's that? I don't think it's coming I out. I haven't even I haven't even used it yet. Isn't that a shame on me, right? Yeah, I don't think it's coming out here, but Mammoth P, damn, folks. Right over there. If you don't, if you don't know, then you gotta know because if you ain't using it, now that's liquid gold right there. Liquid gold. Next year, I'm gonna add it in my grow. I'm holding off this year. I did not want to add anything new in my grow. This is just how I feel. Like this year, I wanted just to get the feel of what I got solid in my dirt and I, like yeah. my soil. And I'm just, I've got the no-till thing going on. Um, nice. with, I've got some cover crop with clover going on. I've got some natural uh, yarrow, some chamomile that's popping up every now and then. So I've just got some natural no-till going on, except for a few beds that my chickens decided to till. 
So I have a few tilled beds for my chickens, but maybe they added some more poo, right? So, hey, I added some nitrogen there. (laughs) I think think Boom Boom has a question for uh, What's Boom Boom got? What do we got? He says... uh, he says, "Can we ask herbalized my question?" Where in? Oh, where in? In E. No, 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 no. Herbalized. Oh, no, how did we miss it? Oh Sorry, no, that's no, no. you. Yeah, that's me. Shit. Boom, boom. What did you want to ask? Yeah, you ask again. Missed. Boom, boom. Yeah, ask away. Hi, asked if you slept with koala bears instead of teddy bears. Koala bears, you got to look out for. The, you, what bears? the drop bears you got to be real What's careful that? What's oh, they're that? like a cousin of the koala bear that you only find them deep in the bush and they call them drop bears because they they will just drop from the top of a tree right onto your face and <sighs> yeah, yeah 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 australia's got some nasty creatures are yeah. you fucking with me right now you're fucking with me right now no, no. way Come on, no, Dan, why are you doing hey, like that, Because he's laughing. Yeah, he, Dan's laughing. I think you're fucking with me right now. No, no, Dan. no. Dan, come on. That was the straightest drop bear face you ever saw, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Dan, no, you suck. It was pretty good. Yeah. Drop bear. Dan's gave it away. No, I, he was I laughing. Used to work he was so food. fucking with us. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, no, I'm totally fucking with you. It's like Ooh, an Australian urban legend that we talk about. But you do, you guys really do have some wild and crazy animals and creatures. Do, because, yeah. because I was a big, I was a big fan of the Bondi vet. And I uh, watched, no. I watched that show all the time. And he would go into these crazy areas with these wild freaking weird, I don't know what. Oh yeah, we've we got a lot of a lot of freaky stuff here. I actually worked at, at uh, the city zoo here for like nearly ten years. I used to love Are you to- serious? You work at the zoo. You used to work at the yeah. zoo. I would love to work yeah, at a yeah. zoo. Yeah, it was great. It was a great oh. place to work. But look, obviously people have mixed emotions about zoos, but the reality is, just about man, everybody they take care of their zoo. animals. A hundred percent. Everybody who works in a zoo kind of wishes zoos didn't exist, but got to make the most of it and give the animals the best care and, and you know that you can you know i just kind of disagree with a lot of that because i really I, it zoos exposed me to a lot of animals that i wouldn't have been able to see and i was i was a child that needed to experience and needed to get out and see animals and i connected with animals animals were really important in my life and they still are i have a dog i have chickens i have geese um, those are all things that regenerative, right? We're all talking about wanting regenerative and connect with the earth and get back to that, you know, and animals, I think are such an important thing of that. And I think the zoos take amazing care of us. <laughs> I go to Australia. I want to hook up and go to that zoo then. <laughs> got you. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, look, good zoos nowadays and most zoos nowadays are good, are good zoos. You know, they, they have a good emphasis on conservation and that, that's, that's what's important. And like you say, you know, we're living in Washington, D.C., where you're going to get the chance to go hang out with some elephants or, you know, some exotic large cat or whatever it is. So, yeah, it's important, I think, as long as it's done right. There are good zoos and there are bad zoos yes. out there, but um, I think for the most part, they're good zoos. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. There's good and bad. That's, uh, you know, like everything. There's a balance with everything, just like growers. There's mm-hmm. good growers, there's bad growers. We all know yep. that. Yeah. There's good weed, hey, there's everybody. bad weed. 
thanks for joining us tonight. We did miss 420. And uh, uh, thanks, everyone, for being out there and, and participating tonight in chat. The chat is going crazy. Yeah. You guys have been welcoming everybody, saying hi to one another. Um, if there's stuff that we need to know, guys, bring it to our attention. If there's uh, some other audience members that you, we need to get on here, more people that we need to get on okay. here. Okay. So boom, boom Boom wants to know how many shrimp fit on a Barbie. Oh, uh, uh, boom, boom. I've got it. I know. I think I know the answer. You do? Well, I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe I need to talk to my Australian compadre in private. To I check think the I think answer. it would depend on how big the shrimp is Hang and on. how big your bar. Hang What's on. a shrimp? Tony, do you, do, do you know? Do you know shrimp? the answer? I think it depends on like the square inch ratio of shrimp, shrimp to shrimp to grill proportions. Shrimp to grill, like, exactly. No, yeah, it definitely no, relates I, to that. I know, I know the answer of that equation. Oh, okay. okay. Lay us in. I think it's, I think it's shrimp about equals seventy-six metric fuck tons. <laughs> pretty sure. That's a whole lot of shrimp. That, that's that's what I remember from back. <laughs> From your arithmetic days. <laughs> yeah, boom, boom. I got a pretty small <laughs> grill, dude. So I don't know. I got pretty big shrimp too. So four. We four. Don't, we don't call them shrimp, man. You guys, you guys get the shrimp because they're shrimp. Yeah, we get the prawns. We get, yeah, we get the full size. Oh, you guys bitches. eat prawns. They're, they're, yeah. they're mammoth size. We call we call those scampies here. I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Although scampi are normally freshwater. Because they scampi away to Australia. That's where they. <laughs> that's what. <laughs> we got. We got. There's a dude from South Africa who's tuned in. Um, Gene, yes, I Gene saw Van, that. Van. I God knows what his name is. He's. He's trimming. Gene Van Windgarden Lindhut. Uh, no, no, uh, no, it's not a guy. It's a it's she. It's a female. I was grower. just out her out. I was just finding her name. I'm like, yeah, you go, girl. Hey, if you want on here, I'd love to have you on here. What's that? South Africa now have, have a legit cannabis scene. <laughs> they've done it quite differently to how the rest of the world have done it. And they, they oh, did yeah? it through the courts. Yeah, they did it all through the courts rather than like through medical and, and those kind of things. Is that right? Things. Wow. Yeah, so, I have no idea. Tell me about it. We got to get Jean to uh, reach out yeah. to somebody. Yeah, maybe we're going to get Jean on. She can probably drop way more knowledge than I can. But I mean, what I know is that I think you've got a kind of like adult use acceptance and rather than going through changing laws and things like that, there was some sort of ruling within a court. A bunch of activists kept going to court with specific charges or whatever you do to the point where it got changed. And uh, yeah, there's there's a few dispensaries open in Johannesburg and yeah, it's, it's really starting to happen. Awesome. Interesting, that's play. crazy. Canada gets huge play because obviously they're, they're a big Western country and it was massive for them to do what they so. did this year, last year. Um, but you know, places like Jamaica, for instance, you know, they've, they've been legal for a couple of years, you know, to the point where, and it's not my favorite thing, but you know, as a tourist to Jamaica, you can yeah. jump off a cruise boat in Ochi Rios. Yes, you can, I was, uh, you can prepay your ounce, 
you go over to a, a, a candy machine, you know, you press your button in, your ounce drops out, you go to a beach, you smoke a spliff. And I guess that's cool for some people, but you kind of miss a bit of the authentic Jamaican experience of like getting ripped off. You should get yes. ripped off by a local <laughs> and put a little I, bit of extra money in their pocket. Okay. And, hey, um, I just wanted to point out there's some rosin. Well, when I was in Jamaica, I was looking for some weed and I, you know, I stupidly didn't get off the bus on the, on the drive from the airport to the hotel. They were actually stopping so you could get off and buy weed from pe yep. local guys on the side of the road. Yep. I didn't do it because I don't know. I wasn't thinking clearly, I guess. Anyhow, we get to the, we get to the hotel and a couple of days in, I could really use some weed. So I start asking around. And I speak to this guy who I assume is the go-to guy, and he thinks I'm a narc. He's going, uh, "Why you come to me?" And I said, "Well, I, you know, you've got a cannabis flower hanging around your neck." <laughs> um, so finally, he tries to sell me two joints for fifty U.S. dollars. Ouch! Yeah, I said, "Are you nuts?" He said, "I said, you think I fell off the cabbage truck yesterday?" Anyway, hey, unfortunately, hi, so, unfortunately, they get people like that. I know. Oh, I'm sure they do. That's kind of important. I mean, yeah. look, they're, they're poor people, you know, and it's and it's look, you got a story to tell forever now as well. Yeah, he didn't get 50 bucks, but he got 50 bucks out of the next guy, you know. So oh, I'm good. sure he did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, I used to spend a fair bit of time in Jamaica and mostly like in, in the city. So not so much in the touristy areas, but every now and then it's nice to go down to the beach mm -hmm. and i remember being in uh would have been ochi probably or montego bay and running out of herb and talking to a local and being like hey man i need you to get me a hundred dollar bag please and his eyes lit up he's like boy i'm gonna make some money right now <laughs> um, so he runs off and comes back you know with what I would expect to pay for a hundred Jamaican dollars, right? Um, which is about an eighth of weed. And it's about a dollar Aussie, so that's about 75 cents US. Um, and he comes back and I give him a, I give him a hundred dollars Jamaican. And he looks at me, kisses his teeth. Why, why you give me a hundred Jamaican dollars at a hundred US bag, man? I'm gonna cuss him out in good patois because I can speak it and tell him what's up, you know, but I got a good story out of that one too. I ended up giving him a few extra hundred dollar bills because I liked his hustle. Um, but yeah, man, that's that's Jamaica for you, you know, everyone's looking to make a hustle. Everyone's looking to get on. And it is, it is their lifestyle and it is the way they make a living. It is, it is yeah. quite different. Um, you guys can go back. I have film videos actually. Jamaica is actually kind of where I actually decided to do a YouTube channel. Oh, that's awesome. to, yeah, honestly, because, and, and also it's kind of bubble man inspired. I mean, I hate to like be all like fangirl, but you know, bubble man, it's not that he's like this famous person and like, because all of a sudden he has all these subscribers. It's actually because in a time of my life that I came to YouTube uh, as a medical patient surviving cancer wanting to get off these medicines, knowing that I shouldn't be on all these pharmaceuticals. And it was through him that I was inspired to, to create my own medicine and my own grow and, and have solventless products. And in fact, 
I wanted to show everybody this awesome rosin right here that I have that's buttering up. It's got this amazing two-tone color going on here. And that's just from sitting here, natural product, whole, whole flower, whole plant extract, something I grew last year. Um, these are buckets here that I'm getting ready to press, getting ready to consolidate all my material this year because I'm getting ready to harvest this next year. And, you know, and that's, that's the part that brings me back to YouTube and how I met everybody and why we're here. It's before the medical benefits and, and, and this plant bringing us all together and us sharing in this, this, it's so important that we have the opportunity behind these scenes, behind YouTube, we can reach out and hang out with this and talk to these people in other countries and really, you know, connect in ways that we were never able to do that before. And I think it's really important that we do that. Yeah, I totally agree. And thanks heaps for having me out. You know, I really appreciate getting to come on and have a chat with you guys and meeting new people, man. I mean, that's uh, that's what technology kind of allows us to do right now, you know. Um, I, I haven't even met Dan in the flesh, but, you know, we were able to create this relationship and make this happen. Um, so, you know. I have a question. We need more of these avenues. <clears throat> I have a question. It's a good question. Um, it's from the American one. He wants to know who is the coolest person or the most interesting person that you interviewed in your podcast so far? Uh, <clears throat> that's a good question. I, I reckon it's, it's probably an episode I'm not the most proud of <laughs> because of all the episodes, it's the one that I was really in awe of the guest. And that was with Daniele Bellelli. If you're not aware of Daniele, he's, um, he runs a couple of really successful podcasts. One of them is uh, History on Fire, and the other one is The Drunken Taoist. Uh, he's, he's, been a, um, he's been a regular guest on the Rogan podcast a few times as well. Uh, he's an Italian fella who lives in, he lives in LA. Um, and yeah, he, he's, wow, he's, a, um, he's a philosopher. He's a, a martial artist. Uh, and, and he smoked cannabis. So he ticked all my boxes in terms of what the podcast is after. Um, but he's somebody who, yeah, look, I've, I've been really fortunate. Prior to my podcasting life, I used to do this little reggae TV show and, you know, spend a lot of time in Jamaica hanging out with, you know, all, all the artists that I admired and very rarely got fanboyed or tongue-tied or starstruck, um, you know, Queen Ifrika, because she's just beautiful and her eyes and when she sings, I just, uh, and, and Daniele Bellelli, of all the people I've interviewed in my life, they're the two that I've really been kind of nervous and, and fanboyed out. And to his credit, whilst I wasn't super proud of my performance, he's an absolute professional and he's, he managed to like steer the podcast really well and, and make it into something that is worth a listen. So if you've not listened to the Herbalize podcast, that could be a good place to get started. Yes. I, 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 um, I dig his fucking, uh, audio books, man. I think, I think, yeah, yeah, I yeah. He's an amazing author. Yeah. My brother got me onto him. Uh, cause I, I, I watched, I saw a couple of interviews with him on, um, Rogan. Um, and, and yeah, he, he just has an awesome way of the way that he tells history feels like you're reading a fucking awesome action thriller book. It doesn't feel like you're just 
learning. If you, you know, he takes you through. A, he has a narrative rather than just straight facts of like you know this shit happened in thirteen. But no, he he will give you this beautiful, yeah. scary sometimes humanistic. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Cool. I mean. He's, Very cool. I don't even know who that guy is, so I'll definitely have to listen to your podcast because yeah. yo, I'm meeting you for the first time, guys, by the way. We're meeting for the first time. I've never even I didn't even know who Herbalize was. And and this is like I'm saying, this is how I want to bring the cannabis community together. I just I wanna bring anybody and everybody that wants to come on here and wants to get their story out and wants to be heard. Yes. Now um herbalized are you on cannabis as well what's that huh are, are you on cannabis as well no cannabis i'm not even aware of cannabis what's well, the buzz you have oh, to look sound, up. Hang on, that just sounded like such a fucking terrible corny like made up segue like we had some bullshit plan i just had to force you all it in. is what's the oh buzz jr jr should have been here fuck. <laughs> JR Token, our friend, should have been here. He represents our cannabis family. We have an amazing family in the cannabis. It's a social media platform, free, free for medical, for 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 weed, cannabis, whatever the hell you want to call it. Yeah, you will never get kicked off because you're talking weed. It is all weed all the time. I'll, I'll get on there. I'll, I'll be on there by weekend's end. There you Guaranteed. go. And and it's our like, friend, like Instagram our week. friend Jr. Token is the man. He is hooked us up with some awesome guests we have coming up. He is a sweetheart. He's one of the one of the founders of this. So it's for by a medical patient, you guys. I mean, mm-hmm. there you go. And he's also, and also part of the dude. Dude, dude, grow crew. The dude grows. We have a yeah. shit ton of members in chat and in in fucking we do. in the audience at the moment from the dude grow crew. Mm-hmm. Again, shout out. That's awesome. And they pump yeah. they pump information out daily, man. And they were they were turned off on YouTube for a whole week. The dude grow show. They couldn't post for a whole freaking week. They got a strike for some bullshit, and they couldn't post. And this is what's going on. We need to band together. We need to keep going like this. We need to continue to build cannabis, I think, one person at a time. Yeah, that's where platforms yep. like cannabis are really important, you know? Censoring content is just, I mean, boo, YouTube, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, you could, you could yeah. post your um, links to your podcast also on cannabis, as well as the second mm-hmm. um, platform. Yeah, um, right. Which is, like, it's just basically, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's Instagram, but for, it's Instagram, but for weed. weed. You know, it's, it's Isn't that Instagram? That. Well, yeah, but a lot it's of gonna, people get be better, off, right? This is the thing. Yeah. It's like, what it is, it's a, it's a secondary platform. Instead of making two channels, you just have two platforms. Uh, well, uh, oh, I don't know. But, um, yeah. Oh, look, I, I, I get the importance of things like that, man. And, and whether it's this one or one, one will eventually hit off and, and become as massive as Instagram or Facebook or something like that. You know, hopefully it's cannabis. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because I'm sure there's a whole lot more weed uh, consumers out there than than I just you know we just opened a, a store here in my little town, and I went by the other day and there was quite a lot of people in there and you don't really you know it's so new and people were 
all kind of poo-pooing the whole idea, but. But there were people spending money too. And I don't know what the Canadian retail environment's like, but if it's like the Australian one, you know, it's constantly like brick and mortar is on the decline, you know, internet is king, yeah. but the bargain is king. But, you know, brick and mortar cannabis stores, come on, you know, that, that appeals to the inner kid of all of us. Everyone's going to go in there and, and have a of course. look. The candy store, but here, it's uh, all, all our stores are government run. You cannot uh, own a store yourself. It's all uh, like our. So the prices are ridiculous. The lineup is around the door because they're only letting like five people in at a time. Look at her showing off her buds. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Look, look at those donkey tails. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, uh, yeah, that's yeah. interesting. I, we, I, I went to a talk. Uh, it'd be a couple of years ago now, and it was put on by the Canadian Chamber of Commerce here in Melbourne. Oh. And and there, there were a, a bunch of Canadians over here, and there were a bunch of kind of like big wigs from the medicinal cannabis industry here in Australia. Hi, Big Ed. And essentially, it was just prior to you guys going wreck. It was probably like a year before that. Mm -hmm. um, and And the Canadian guys were talking about how they just, they weren't going to have enough cannabis to meet the demand when they switched to rec. Yeah. And, and Australian laws allow for exportation and your, your laws allow for it. So Australia and cannabis are basically allowed to supply each other with cannabis on oh. a federal side of things, right? It, it's oh. legal. Um, and because there's a bunch of cannabis companies here in Australia producing product, but the product's not yet readily available for Australian uh, users, right? Uh, they were talking about excess Australian cannabis going over to Canada, right? Then the, the problems that ensue from that is because, and chatting to a couple of Canadians after you guys, you guys do things quite differently to how we do here in Australia or in, in the states, even like even with your liquor license thing. The, the state or the government buys all the alcohol first and then disperses it. Yes. And that that's how the cannabis procurement would have happened as well. So the, the Canadian government would have bought the cannabis from the Australian government and then it would have been disseminated out. And the big issue there is that Australian cannabis can only end up in the hands of legit medicinal users. Oh. If Australian cannabis ends up in a wreck shop, then we're basically Canada's weed plug. <laughs> so, I mean, there's got to be some checks and balances somewhere that's like, oh, well, this is the stuff that's from Australia. It can only go to X shop, but, I don't, you know, bureaucrats and politicians and government officials and workers are yeah. kind of the same the world over. In my experience, they tend to be a bit lazy. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that, that was always really interesting and I've always... It's, it's been a hard answer to get from anybody what checks and balances were put in place to make sure that mm -hmm. you're not smoking, you know, Aussie cannabis on a, on a rec card versus a medicinal one. Yeah, well, all, all the packaging, because when you buy it here, it comes in, you know, extremely large packaging, and it's all from grows here in Canada, all the ones that I've yeah. seen so far. It doesn't yeah. say anything else. Um, <clears throat> However, it's expensive. 
And they had to, like you said, we had a shortage. They, they went, they went legal last October and the stores opened the few stores that they opened. They opened like, I think three stores in the Quebec area. Um, they were so overrun that they ran out of product, like within the first two days, I think they ran out of product. So people are at the doors. They've been waiting in line for hours and now they're told, sorry, we don't have anything left. So they decided to close the stores on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So they're only open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yep. Wow. <laughs> so if you run out of weed on a Monday, you're fucked. That's yeah, it. right. You're yeah. out of luck. <laughs> yeah. And so, so if you do run out of weed on a Monday, does that mean, and you really need some, is that where you, like, where you hit up a friend or there's black market opportunities still available? There are still black market opportunities available. But I wait, don't, I don't but, think the black market's ever going to go away. But yeah. back to back to the reason we have sixty-one-year-old women walking into these dispensaries all the way back to the beginning. The point I brought up before mm-hmm. is they don't know the person on the corner. No, they yeah. don't normally have a hookup. Yeah. No, they, yeah. so they're going in and they're asking these bud tenders, "What no. do they need?" And these bud tenders are clueless. They don't know what to tell these people what they need. Yeah. It's it's I can't tell you what I've been through in the last years, three years that I have been trying to buy medical weed. Thank gosh I was able to grow finally last year, my first grow. I finally was able to grow all year and I'm beyond my own personal product. And I only bought because I wanted to. I didn't have to. And that felt so good. And it was so nice to be able to have the right to do that. And I really hope they never take that right away from me. And I, I, I want everybody that has that right to go out and celebrate it and try it. At least try grow one plant. I challenge you, yeah, one but, plant. Well, let's hope that right just eventually extends to every member of the human race, right? <laughs> 100. 100. Yep. But I, I, one thing you mentioned before, Hi, and, and I think it's something um, – that's an important thing to bring up because the cannabis industry is massive. It's huge. You talk about big packaging and you know, that's, uh, that's something that we're all as a community responsible for. And it's the element of like throw away trash, these electronic carts, disposable pens, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's kind of beginnings of of an impact, right? Mm-hmm. Um, throwing away a roach, you know, is different to throwing away a cart when you finished it, you know, or. In this, yeah. in this rather large box was three and a half grams. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. You know, like, it still smells good. But, <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. So, and I don't want to throw it out because. I want to, you know, try to be responsible, so I'm keeping it to reuse for stuff. <laughs> for sure, but how 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 can you do that forever until you become a crazy hoarder lady? You know, exactly. with, uh, well, that's why. I'm, um, yeah, that's why. You know, I just I don't I don't bother. Yeah, exactly. So, but I think that the industry is has a responsibility to kind of look at environmentally friendly packaging, yes. um, and. You know things like I mean carts have obviously gotten a lot of a lot of press lately with you know some people 
having passed away overseas in uh, in the states. Yes, but let's touch. Let's right. touch on. Okay, let's touch on that because that's like current event right now, and what that's happening. And people, new people, come to this channel all the time, and and that's happening right now. People should not. You need to be aware of every cart that's out there. Be aware of what you're taking in your body, where you're getting it, because there was some bad stuff went on, bad juju's gonna happen. Like there was vitamin E apparently in this stuff. We don't know all the logistics. I can't familiarize you with all of them, but just yep. be knowledgeable. Check yeah. it out. Yeah. yeah, that's important to point out is that we don't know everything that happened, right? And there are a whole bunch of potential, you know, things that contribute to what happened. We don't know. I mean, what we know is that they happen in states where there's no medical, um, possibilities so you know for all we know the people that have passed away were patients with compromised immune systems as well so because you can guarantee there was more than six dodgy cuts out in the world so some people have used them without dire consequences of course yeah there has not been only six i'm sorry and they were in different locations that we know right and we had them here in canada as well and it's only it only seems to be certain people with high risk who are who yeah, and, have- and they all seem to be black market carts as well and that's what you guys have the benefit of being able yeah. to go to a space where you know everything's lab tested it's going to be clean and and again that's the problems you have with a black market it is the complete opposite of that you just don't know what you're getting even when it comes to cannabis now you know you can you can get a dodgy product when it comes to concentrates and and thinners and additives. So the irony mm-hmm. is, in order, you know, they, they, they try to legalize it and regulate it, but if they just treated it like a fucking plant, like an orange tree or a tomato plant, everyone would just be a lot safer. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. If you grew it yourself, like Ta- I just watched Tara grow her own pot, squish her own weed. And she's got this awesome concentrate and it just, it seems real clean and pure and very healthy. It seems like it all makes sense, right? And it saved me so, it saved me so much money. Oh my gosh. Because I was paying at the very beginning when rosin wasn't even out yet. It was literally $90 a gram. And then, of course, of course, that's, of course, because my state has uh, 34% tax on top of that. We have a sin tax, right? It's a sin tax that they put on alcohol and everything else. Well, I'm a sinner, apparently, because I partake of medicine that helps me. I don't know. I don't get that tax. But somewhere I have to pay this tax now because it's recreational bullshit. Yeah. Frustrating. But yeah, I have saved a lot of money. How much did you say you pay in a dispensary for like an eighth? Uh, I don't know what our flower is. I have never actually bought flour. Oh, yeah, that's what your concentrate goes. All right, so yeah. sorry. Yeah, so right now, okay. Like shadow or a gram so of rosin? I, for rosin right now, the best you can find is around $45, I would say, with, with taxes and everything for, for yeah. an okay kind. Um, but that's not like... I mean, that's not like bubble. I mean, the bubbles are like 90, 100. I mean, they're pushing quite a bit over there because it's a niche market and, and yeah. they're very limited and people know that they can get away with those prices. And what's really crappy 
it's not the farmer that's making the money or the person that's processing it. It's the retailers that are making all this money. This is what's okay. This is another thing. Small businesses, and I'm not talking small businesses, I'm actually talking micro businesses, farmers, niche farmers need to get together just like they're doing down in Humboldt. And they need to start carrying a niche brand and they need to start marketing and getting themselves together about branding themselves and, and getting these micro businesses to start speaking out that they should be able to sell to the end consumer or to the medical patient direct. They should not, we should not have to go to somebody that doesn't know shit and have to pay three times the markup for our product that we need to survive on. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, look, there's an argument for just being happy to be able to have access to it. And, and if those taxes go to the appropriate places, but at the same time, you know, you're devaluating something and, and from the small time guys to the big time guys, even, you know, um, I've got a buddy he's based in Washington, actually he has some pretty large facilities out there. And he was out here recently for the hemp expo that we have a couple of times a year. And he was telling me that wholesale, they're selling shatter for like 12 to $16 a gram, right? And my mind blew at that. No, you're in right. Australia, that, in Australia, that's insane. No, and, literally. And I, yeah, you're right. Because literally I got some, I bought some uh, something. It was, it was not very good. And, and it was like my first time buying it. It was $15 a gram. And I, that's yeah. why I bought it. It was the sale of the day that they got in 15. I'm sorry. If you're paying $15 a gram, it can't be that healthy for you. I, I don't know. I. Well, this is wholesale. So then your retailer comes in and puts a markup on it. But he was saying his competitor had just dropped his wholesale prices to something like, you know, $8 or something like that. And he was going to have to match that as well. So, you know, the market is actually like running down to the point where you have like, people exporting cannabis internationally again from America to Australia to Europe and getting top dollar for their product, which is uh, a real shame because, you know, I, I know of people in Australia who will pay like 200 Australian dollars, 220 Australian dollars for an eighth of Cali weed. Um, and, and, you know, there's a lot of risk that goes through bringing it from there to here, but you know, just grow fire weed here and charge decent prices because that just brings all sorts of unwanted attention to this. I have a question. I have a really good question. All right. What do you think? Holy balls. What do you think about the black market seed trade in Australia and its dangers on the natural environment, dude. Well, you, you kind of brought that up before when we were chatting, man, at the very start. And I think that's a really, that's something that I'd never even given consideration to before you said those words today. And it's, um, I mean, look, for people watching from around the world, Australia, obviously, gigantic island, super far away from the rest of your and as such we have really tight border control we don't have a lot of foreign disease like in terms of um you know problems for livestock 
problems for agricultural stock and things like that that are pretty rampant and are just a part of life as a farmer for most parts of the world. We just don't have those issues here. And it's through really rigorous border control of things like plants and woods and stuff like that coming into the country. And like Dan says, there's this whole underground black market um, seed, kind of a seed bank going on where genetics are sent from all over the world and they're obviously not subjected to, to the rigorous screening that other plants would be. So look, there, there are even clones and cuttings coming in from other parts of the world. You can, you can ship a cutting for 10 days in the post nowadays. So it's a really interesting question. And I'd hate to think that cannabis is responsible for any problems. Um, but just because I'd hate to think that, and I don't like the question because maybe it is, maybe it has a bad answer. It's a really important one to ask. Um, and, and that's probably a really good thing to talk to like Scotty about. He might be up to date on shit like that or have a bit more info. Yeah, I think um, what's interesting is, I, I don't know, we're ne probably never going to know for sure because it's too late. It was all yep. done yeah, you're right. in the dark. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. I think the question is more existential. It's like, just double check what you're doing, even though there's no set rules and you're in a black market, you need to still check yourself because... Just being great. Yeah, or if you're in Australia and you're watching this, there's <laughs> lots of amazing local genetics. You don't have to go offshore. You just have to develop the relationships. And they're all there online to be found and to be had. My, um, yeah, look, I, 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 know, I know. Get down with your bad self high. I love it. I love it how we're all having fun tonight, you guys. It's awesome. Hey, you know, that's another thing. I was going to recommend everybody. You know, since they're banning everybody for playing music in the background, y'all turn on your headphones and listen to some other music. Turn on your own tunes. That way you can listen to your own stuff and we all hang out in session anyways, right? Um, <laughs> but so, so what I was getting at with that question of the seeds is that, again, just because there's no rules in the black market doesn't mean that you shouldn't think about being responsible for uh, certain things. Like, for example, I, I have some friends that are just, are, are, they're addicted absolutely addicted to ordering seeds and they're just ordering them by the buck. Oh bucket. my God. I, dude, I know guys here in the States and they, they like, I'm like, how many seeds do you have? Like how many <coughs> can you possibly grow? They're like seed hoarders. I'm like, seriously, those seeds are, they're probably going to go bad by the time you're ever going to use that many, but right. they're like addicted to this. Why? So, so not only, not only one, are they never going to get to use these seeds? So they're, they're just, they're just hoarding and it's just a waste. It's not, it's not, anything to do within in line with nature at all and two you don't know what distance these seeds have traveled and what microscopic pathogens or negative things on that fucking seed are, uh, are traveling to all of these different places so my argument is it's just like don't be fucking greedy if you've got decent genetics <coughs> just, just fucking run with that it's enough that get them out there yeah enough you know yeah. so i just think it, it it's a it's a it's a big question it's not it's not just a small question of like does it affect the koalas it's kind of like <laughs> you should stop maybe over consuming and just 
crack the seeds you've got, motherfuckers. Sorry. If that's pissed anyone off, too bad. Hey, um, or keep, or keep, keep trading some awesome clones like we do. We keep passing genetics around, but that also passes other things around. Go ahead. Who has a question? Tayo had a question for um, Herbalize. Fucking, who is... Who is I the had a best question. breeder uh, that you've met oh. so far? I, I'm assuming oh, yeah, you had a question. Sorry. Breeder. Yeah. So he wants to know what's your, who's the most awesomest breeder that you've met so far in your cannabis experience? Oh. Uh, of actual <coughs> breeders of genetics? Why not? No, I think he said that you interviewed. Did he say that you interviewed? Yeah, but let's just go full. But Let's do both. Do both. That he interviewed, and then like your who would you really who would be like your next awesome guest? Like you'd really love to get on there. Well, I'm gonna have Joe Rogan on one day. I know that's gonna happen. Cause we have we have too many circles that in in intersect. So like the jujitsu world, it's it's large but it's small. So I know that's gonna happen one day. Um, and that's the ultimate goal. So Joe, if you're watching, just hit me up. Um, no, it's um, who I'd like to have on. I'd really like to get some some law enforcement from Australia on. That'd be great. That'd be really interesting because wherever it's been really successful around the world, it's, uh, it's been a result of law enforcement understanding that they're being made to do a bad job, a job that they should. So yeah, I'd, I'd love to get somebody from the police force higher up that'd be awesome no in terms of most, who i who's the most knowledgeable breeder um i think was the question most knowledgeable the most knowledgeable breeder oh man look i know some i know some cats that are like weed whisperers you know but i ain't gonna name no names either because we do live in a black market here so you know that's unfortunately i can't just spout it out but i, I know dudes that have got fire that anybody would be proud to call their own you know crosses that are just phenomenal and they're australian and yep that's unfortunately so is there, so is there any genetics that are out there that guys are wanting to be named and like they're okay with saying here i am i'm a breeder and they're for sale they're on instagram they're on cannabis here in australia okay. i can say i've cracked any of their seeds so you know i've smoked some of it uh, and it's definitely really nice weed, um, but yeah, I just I, I don't want to I don't want to put anybody on, on on blast, you know. Oh no no no, that's okay, and that that's exactly why you know, and I respect that because that's why I say that's why cannabis is available. People people can reach out there and connect and reach out that right. way, and yeah. DM people that way. That's what you do. You don't always say out here. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you got to build the relationship sometimes, and in a black market, that's really important. You can't be inappropriate. Um, and, and yeah. I said before, you know, there are available seed banks here in Australia. They're there, you know, they're not necessarily openly marketed, but if you've got half a brain, you'll find them. Yeah. You know, that brings up a really good point. Um, you have to build relationships, you guys, just because you're in the cannabis community doesn't mean everybody's going to share everything with you. Nobody owns, owes you anything. You know, you've got to realize that some people go, well, I don't get what this community, uh, cannabis community is all about when like, you know, not everybody's willing to share. Well, you know, what have you given back? You know, sorry, 
you you need to look within and, and who you've created good relationships with and have you have you burned a lot of bridges or are you men and fences over here you know let's let's yeah, build up the community good. and that's what we need to do and on that note i think we're going to end the show guys herbalize is there anything last things you'd like to throw out there or how everybody can Not find me. you Thanks, thanks for having me. You know, you can find me through all the usual podcast spots. We're there on iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, at the Herbalized Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Reach out, say hi. Uh, look, just like Tara Lee, guys, I'm happy to chat to anyone. Uh, all you need is a good internet connection, and we'll figure out the time difference, you know. So uh, hit me up if you've got a story to tell. I'd love to have a chat to anyone. Uh, again, Guys, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to meet all of you, actually, because me and Dan, this is the first time we've seen each other face to face. We've, we've chatted online. Um, so, yeah, it's a pleasure to meet everybody. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. And, yeah. And thank you for being here, because it's been wonderful for us to, uh, to hear all of what you have to say. It's great. This is super. Thanks to Dan for introducing us. Good, yeah. And, and thanks and to Tara Lee for bringing me. See, we're all connected. Six degrees of separation. That's it. And, and that's all that's about what the we, plant. Yep, we've got to take advantage of being able to do things like this as well. So thanks again, you guys. Absolutely. Awesome. On that note, hey guys, uh, Dan, the audio, audio files, he has an awesome uh, video uh, movie that he put out. If you want to yeah, go check, check it out, it out, it's really pretty cool. I, I really enjoy it. I thought he did some awesome. He actually mixes that music himself, you guys, on there. It's yeah. pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, he is. He is. Even with that one arm. And he's been hurt right now, guys. He's healing up right now. So, uh, yeah, he's uh, healing up. He's a crip over there. He doesn't want everybody to know it, but he is. And one arm <laughs> bandit, exactly. A highlight for today, she is a cancer survivor. She talks about on her YouTube can, uh, channel, uh, talks about um, going through with a, with a breast cancer. If you any, know anybody that needs any information or needs someone to reach out to um, that is going through cancer, because it is freaking scary. Unfortunately, we know. Um, and, uh, you know, there's one, what, one in two, one in three women now, I don't know, these days that people are going to, oh, yes, that are going to have cancer. So please reach out to uh, someone that does have cancer and share this with them if you can. And we have a little one. Do you want to introduce the little one in the picture here? Look at that. Uh, he's just come to say goodbye. Hi, Saul. Good night, Sol. Good night. Thanks for joining us tonight. It was so awesome, and welcome Good around night. the world. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. I think it's morning. It's morning over there. Yeah. yeah, yeah just cracking on <laughs> They're with just the day. starting their day. <laughs> All right. Okay. Right, peace, peace, love, happy, healthiness. I love y'all out there. Oh. Thanks for joining us, everybody in chat. We'll see you on the next live, hopefully next Wednesday at four o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Bye, y'all. There you have it. A uh, little chaotic at times for sure. Thanks again to Tara Lee, Dan, and of course, Joy uh, for having me on the panel. Uh, guys, definitely give Tara Lee, a uh, look at 
her YouTube profile again in the episode notes. Um, she's got some some great former guests and panels uh, all there logged on the YouTube channel. And um, yeah, there's some, there's some really great content. Definitely worth checking out. And uh, you, you heard us talking about the, um, the Cannabuzz app during the uh, podcast, no doubt. Give that a sus as well. Look, it's it's early stages. It's definitely got some cool features. And look, I think whether you're a patient or a recreational user, it's a, a good place to, to network uh, away from any of the stigma that uh, you know other social media websites might have. Um, there's a there's a small but pretty varied community, and they're they're pretty active from what I've seen so far. Um, so yeah, get on over to Cannabuzz and check out the buzz uh what's happening in the herbalized world so um just today actually i did a a a really man this is one of the podcasts i've wanted to do in forever um but i didn't even know i wanted to do it recently i've been in in uh uh in chats chatting to conversations with um the can look at my notes cannabis access clinics um, so they're a, an Australian-based group of doctors and physicians and chemists and researchers uh, all helping people gain access to medicinal cannabis in the current Australian climate. Um, so I, I just got off the phone with their head um, uh, pharmacist, okay, who also has a bunch of different roles uh, at the, um, the access clinics. It's a, it's a really great up-to-date look at what's happening uh, for patients and doctors. Uh, so I will get that out ASAP. I ain't going to put a date on it. Maybe I should be out by this Friday next week, uh, the 8th of December, if that makes sense. 6th, whatever. The Friday, the first Friday in December, it'll be out there. Um and tune in i've also got some patients from the cannabis access clinics lined up as well uh and they're going to kind of give their side of how they've found gaining access um and the support of doctors throughout that support a community throughout that and family as well and and of course how successful treatment has or hasn't been uh so Definitely stay tuned for that. Um, the trog shirts are done. Get to the Instagram, have a look. If you're interested, man, they're dope. If I do say so myself, trog came up with a killer design. And uh, thanks to the input, the design that uh, I eventually chose in the end, I definitely reckon was the, the way to go. Still got a, I got a handful of those. I printed 25. So obviously I kept a bunch, gave some to friends. Um so there you know there are a few left in a couple of different sizes if you're keen hit me up uh really good quality tees and they look pretty fresh uh i do also have a giveaway i got a t-shirt and some other herbalized gear to give away so check the instagram for that coming up i just got to take some snazzy photos of it all together and yeah it's um that's what's in the pipeline. Some stuff with the cannabis access clinics. I'll try and release maybe one of the uh, the old ones. I'd really like to get the the Dildo Dabbins uh, return podcast when he comes and chats about the whole uh, 
the whole tear down and rebuilding that is that is dill uh but for now look i'll get out of the way and as always i'll um give thanks and it's time for the herbalized crew shout outs uh always scott the doctor at dr green thumbs online store phenomenal range of organic gardening needs get on over use the code gt20 get 20 percent off tell them herbalized sent you drgreenthumbs.com.au you're not going to find a better range of organic products locally anywhere if you're stuck on where to find them if you live in melbourne smoke dreams in melbourne city we got them another supporter of the herbalized crew if you come on through the shop sunday to thursday good chance i'm there myself so make sure you say hi um the boss there is a great supporter of the podcast and the things I do, and she allows me to get some stuff done on on the outside, which is uh, amazing. So thanks to the boss lady for your support, and thanks to the shop and the crew. Guys, if you're ever passing through Melbourne, <clears throat> it's a legitimate head shop. I don't say it just because I work there. I say it because it's true. It, uh, it, it stands up to anything, anywhere in the world. It's like a stoner's paradise, like a kid in a candy store when you get in there. Uh, to all the guys over at Pops Garden, always giving thanks for your support and generosity. Uh, supporters from a long time ago, and yeah, I'd, I'd love you guys to get over there, check their website. He's got an amazing range of stuff. Uh, some, some, if, if you're interested in indoor gardening, the range of lights, power efficient, heat efficient, and yield efficient too. So get on over there, check out the Sunplex CMH range and uh, tell them Herbalize sent you, they're going to hook you up, you can guarantee. Uh, Alright, that's it. I'm going to leave you guys with uh, that tune, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, and we can just kick back, relax, and stay Herbalize.